0: Katie,
1: and this is one kiss, kiss means, means forever. forever this is the podcast that toes the line between committing to be a good movie and deciding eh, i don't know if it's worth it i'm scared um <laughs> all from your favorite made for tv romances the kinds that you know you find on hallmark netflix lifetime all that
0: jazz yeah. Um, and we're in, we're in fall we're in fall and since um, you know in uh made for TV world meaning hallmark and lifetime and I'm pretty sure Netflix is just around the corner too uh, you know Christmas is like next week according to them not even I think week. I think Christmas is tomorrow from when we drop this Um. so <laughs> uh so you know we only have a limited number of spots to put in our fall uh options um and they since they've started pre-halloween it means that we don't really have a good halloween episode so we're we're using this as our halloween episode even though we're a little bit off time wise yes so right so um what do we got today hannah All right. So we are going to be talking about a movie um, from October 26th, 2014. So we are almost exactly six years future. Um, Not quite, but, you know, again, next week. Um, And it is called Midnight Masquerade, (laughs) which I feel like makes it sound so much more interesting. Maybe not even interesting, but like it is. It sounds like it's about something that it's not about. Uh Uh-huh.
1: 100%. It sounds, Midnight Masquerade sounds like it's going to be my new favorite movie, or at the very least, my new favorite Harlequin romance novel.
0: Yeah, it should be, but that's not what happens. Sure does it. Nope. Nope. (laughs) So this is what Hallmark says about this movie. Young businesswoman, Elise Samford's life takes a turn when she inherits Samford Candy, a multi-billion dollar corporation from her retired father. Is that inheritance? Or do you have to die to get inheritance? I'm a little bit, whatever. Not important. Words. But, you know, just being nitpicky. Okay. (laughs) A trademark infringement lawsuit against a rival company brings Elise to Higgins' Attorneys and Sons, where Rob Corelli, a young, too-nice-for-his-own-good lawyer, is bullied by his boss, firm founder, Carter Higgins, and his two arrogant sons. Despite his workplace woes, Rob becomes instantly smitten with Elise. With Halloween just around the corner, Elise invites the Higgins law firm staff to an opulent, masked Halloween costume ball. I'm sorry, I can't even get through this with a straight face. <laughs> <laughs> Rob obeys an order to remain in the office working that night, but as but has a change of heart when his spunky 12-year-old niece, Ruby, convinces him to attend the ball wearing a prince costume. After a magnificent waltz and a magical exchange with the handsome Prince, Elise yearns to locate this mysterious man and hopefully find the romance her life has been missing. Starring Autumn Reeser and Christopher Russell.
1: I feel like we don't even have to do our own synopsis now
0: because that was a novel. <laughs> it is a novel, but also we've we've talked about this before, where the older the movie, the longer the uh, synopsis that they publishes so it's an older movie for Hallmark so you know that is true but I feel like this does not touch on anything like like it's it says it all and yet also really doesn't true that is true (laughs) so let's dive in
1: so uh, Rob Corelli played by Christopher Russell I just noticed it was that's his initials like backwards oh
0: yeah (laughs) no sorry
1: Um, Anyway, Rob Corelli, played by Christopher Russell, is an overworked lawyer. He's still quite low in the pecking order at his firm, so when the boss's awful sons foist their work off on him, there's not much he can do if he wants to keep his job. So he is so overly sweet that he just lets people walk all over him and he does it and doesn't complain. Well, he complains, but only to his, like,
0: good friends. (laughs) That's Um, true. So Rob regularly takes his 12-year-old niece, Ruby, bowling because that's what every 12-year-old wants to do with their uncle. Uh, Ruby is worried (laughs) (laughs) that Rob doesn't have a girlfriend. So when she sees a pretty woman bowling with her dad, Ruby tries to initiate a meeting. And while this woman is nice and all, Rob is bad at picking up on signals, so he doesn't he's like completely oblivious to what Ruby is trying to do. Completely.
1: Um I also think it's weird that Ruby's like, hey, that girl's pretty and it looks like she's likes bowling with her dad. Perfect person for my <laughs> uncle. <laughs> This woman turns out to be Elise Samford, played by Autumn Reeser, and and she is the new CEO of one of the law firm's biggest clients. So Rob's law firm represents this person's company, which is Samford Candy. So Elise has just inherited Samford Candy from her father, even though he's still alive and he's just retired, (laughs) but um, she is determined to be a success. But a rival candy company is trying to infringe on their trademark. And she needs her lawyers to do whatever it is that lawyers do about this sort of thing. And since Rob was saddled with all of the work for the case, he is invited to the meeting with Elise in order to make the bosses look better. And so Rob and Elise do actually get to meet. And they kind of have that, hello, hey,
0: you" ish thing. Right. Yeah. So Samford Candy holds an annual Halloween ball. And this year, Elise has decided to invite all the staff of the law firm. Which, why? But whatever. It's fine. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) So Rob can go hang with his crush at a Halloween party. Like, yay. Um, That is until one of the sons messes up and registers a domain name for the rival candy company, which is... Sanford. I feel like it's it's. They don't explain it. I mean, they explain it well enough in the movie, but like, you get where the confusion is. It's literally the difference between a a letter and the letters are M and N. So yep, you know whatever. Um, I feel like we need to we need to do our
1: um our articulation le- uh exercises <laughs> yeah. for this episode. Right. Sanford. Sam- Samford,
0: Yes. Uh, so the domain name is. For Sanford instead of Sam Ford, And the son (laughs) needs Rob to fix it because son is actually an idiot. Um, But Ruby is having none of that. She's way too invested in Rob getting with the candy lady, which she calls her. So she convinces him (laughs) to sneak away to go to the ball since he'll be wearing a mask anyway. So no one will know who he is. He just needs to get back to the office before midnight to make sure that he doesn't get locked out of the building before he finishes all the work so um if you don't know if you if you don't see the parallels to cinderella you're not paying attention
1: (laughs) (laughs) so rob goes to the ball as a prince and wouldn't you know it elise is dressed as a princess so that's cute right um and elise can't tell who rob is but she's utterly charmed by his talk of bowling and his waltzing skills um she is smitten um so after their dance they head out into the evening and share a kiss forever here we come haha ha. but then Rob overhears his boss tell one of his sons to head back to the office so Rob has to like book it out of there and make it back to the office first so they don't see that he's missing you know like so this is like the pumpkin m- midnight t- t- clocks chiming whatever
0: <laughs> yeah it, it's that but it's also like I feel like they do it better in more modern, like teenage retellings, like a Cinderella story with Hilary Duff, oh where she has to like get home or get to the diner before her her stepmother arrives. Anyway. Truth. So Elise is smitten, but she doesn't know who her handsome prince is. Um, and when she realizes that it had to be someone from the law firm, she calls to find out, only to be told by the sneaky boss that his son, Emmett was the one in the prince costume. So poor Rob, Elise, is being misled. So not only are they lawyers, but they're liars, too. So meanwhile,
1: Rob is given more work on Samford candy. It turns out that the rival is interested in a buyout. So Sanford wants to buy Samford. Um, So just so we're clear. N wants to take over M. Yes. (laughs) is like we're tired of being the letter after M. We want to be first. I know that was dumb. <laughs> Um, so Rob doesn't understand why that would make sense for Elise, but his boss, keep in mind it's a lawyer, um, his boss, the lawyer man, just keeps pushing it, um, which doesn't really sit right with him, and he thinks there's gotta be some reason why that this lawyer boss is so adamant that they lose their biggest client for this buyout. Um, so he enlists his 12-year-old niece Ruby and some of his adult (laughs) friends, um, who don't really have any other part to do in this movie besides, like, they drink a lot of martinis, which is cool. Um, They all get together and they help him figure out why his boss is being so shady. And while they don't have concrete proof, they discover what
0: kind of looks like some insider trading. Ooh. Uh Uh-oh. So Rob doesn't know what to do, because if he tells Elise, he'll lose his job. And if he doesn't, he'll hurt her company. So he does the one thing he can do. He takes Ruby bowling. Because obviously that's the solution. (laughs) Uh, So Elise also thinks best while bowling apparently. Because she also shows up at the bowling alley. And Ruby being the kid that she is invites Elise to bowl with them. So the three of them have a nice afternoon together. Proving that it isn't just the prince and the princess who like each other. Um, Or at least not those personas. They like each other outside of their costumes. Mm -hmm. So Rob finally
1: decides he has to tell Elise about his insider trading suspicions. And she does her own digging and realizes that at the very least, the firm is not taking care of her company the way that they should. And then Ruby shows up at her office claiming that Rob was the prince of all things. So, oh my gosh. So now Elise has to go confront her lawyer, not only about this insider treating and not taking care of it, but also you lied to me about Halloween. So (laughs) there's a lot happening.
0: Both are equally awful. (laughs) Uh, so at the law office, the boss and sons are still trying to pretend that they are doing the right thing by Samford Candy and that Emmett was the prince. But Rob is pretty easily able to prove to Elise that he was the prince, which means that now she believes him and she knows her lawyer has been lying to her. And so they kiss and since one kiss, kiss means forever, forever uh, Elise and Rob are going to be just fine
1: and so even though rob gets fired from the firm elise fires the firm and hires rob herself happy ending but not quite ending because elise and rob get married at the bowling alley (laughs) which i guess that's one way to avoid having to wear heels at your wedding because
0: they're (laughs) in bowling shoes yeah the end can't go in the lanes without in, in anything other than bowling shoes. oh that's true that's true so, Midnight okay.
1: Masquerade is a movie about bowling, insider trading, candy,
0: and Cinderella. Yep, yep. I mean, there's there's a lot. There's a lot happening. There's so much happening. Um, is there any specific what the fuck moments you want to talk about before we get into segments, which I think will lead us to more? <laughs>
1: How do you feel about kind of going opposite land? Since there are so many what-the-fuck moments,
0: why don't we start with se- segments and see where that goes? Sounds good. All right, so we'll just jump right into segments then. Yeah. So Hallmark Hallmarks. Um, I'm going to throw in, like, most of the, the Hallmark
1: Hallmarks have to do with Cinderella mm-hmm. tropes, not unlike our prescription for love uh mm-hmm. thingamajigger so sure. um being the one that all the
0: work gets handed to mm-hmm. sure um there is a precocious child who in ruby's case she actually calls herself precocious she uses the word it. precocious <laughs> <laughs> so true
1: um i have that she is wearing a blue dress in the cinderella vein um, usually we have a red dress for the big moment, but since this
0: is Cinderella, it's blue. Yeah, that is true. Um, also on the uh, topic of Ruby, I have a lot of notes on Ruby. Um, she is 12. They tell us she is 12 and they treat her as if she is simultaneously 30 and 6. Yes. That's, that's, <laughs> that happens a lot.
1: Yeah. Um, I have... The granddaddy of all Hallmark Hallmarks. Deception! Woohoo! <laughs> in, a, in a lot of ways, we talked about the lying about the date, and then Rob is lying about being yeah. the guy on the date,
0: mm-hmm. or he can't say it, so yeah. whatever. Um, a small and very se- specific type of business is somehow the biggest client of someone. <laughs> and i also have
1: a random facet of this business's um a cli- or this business's clientele gets invited to the party <laughs> I, I feel like that happens so often where it's like there's no logical reason why they'd be inviting the whole law firm but i don't see no. anybody else
0: at it's, that party it this is this ball has the law firm and Elise Samford i think right. that's it <laughs> I, I made a note. I'm like, where are the the
1: candy makers? Like, maybe their right. marketing department?
0: Like, <laughs> Wait, where, where are the people where are from the, impl- the candy store? Right, exactly. I thought that too. But also, like, if you were to invite your law firm, would you think that included, like, the receptionist at the law firm? No. Never. <laughs> like, right, it's no-
1: just an Nobody. Never.
0: <laughs> like, by, that,
1: by those standards, I'd feel like, Samford candy if they're having a huge Halloween thing they're probably spending I don't know thousands upon thousands upon thousands of dollars there should be a lot of people and this should be a really grand event but right ultimately this ball is a high school gym and maybe 40 (laughs)
0: people yeah it's baffling as a (laughs) there's also like a the decorations are crazy yeah there's essentially like a pumpkin you can walk into i don't really (laughs) i don't really understand also i am baffled by the number of adults who dress up for this thing in costumes that i would not associate with most adults yeah you're gonna get your like princes and princesses i think i think anybody at of any age will do that but like would you go to a work function dressed as a clown? <laughs> <laughs> like, what? <laughs> I mean, sure, if that's
1: what your inner child was, or if you were John Wayne Gacy.
0: <laughs> um, do you have any more Hallmark comrades? Because I've, I've got no, it. I don't you. actually. All right, I do have a few. Okay, Wait. so um, there's just taking over as the head of a company of a like su- successful company. But you still have to prove yourself. Right. Good job. Um, both Rob and Elise are told that they need to have more fun and focus on work less. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I called serendipitous costumes, where they're dressed up in such a way that is like, of course they belong together. It's the prince and the princess.
1: Aw, oh, I like when that
0: happens. Yeah. They're if already I'm... twinning. <laughs> They're already couples costuming without trying. <laughs> so pretty parade. Pretty parade. So I have one pretty parade and a decent amount of eyes. <laughs> yeah. I have one pretty parade as well. Okay. Go why don't you go first? Because I I doubt we have the same one. Well, my only pretty
1: parade is Christopher Ruffs Brussels abs. He's changing his shirt at one point and he looks very nice without a shirt on. So that is my pretty parade. <laughs> Usually he's not my type because you know how I feel about certain Hallmark stars. yeah,
0: but he's he he's not too shabby. No, he's he's got a body on him. That's true. Hell yeah. Um, and my pretty parade was that I felt that Ruby had a true sense of style and like i mm. I was it was like, this works for this kid. She. She's dressing in a way that, like, makes sense at, for a kid, for, like, the kid that she's portraying, and I I dig it. Cool. That's a good one. All right. So. Um,
1: <clears throat> I have a couple. I have just one anti, so. I have
0: four. <laughs> okay. Do it. I'll be your anti-sandwich. Okay. So, uh, my first and probably most important anti is... Everything about Elisa's princess outfit. <laughs> <laughs> it's horrible. First of all, it looks like it feels disgusting. You know, yeah. like the fabric looks bad. And it looks cheap. And it's just a terrible, terrible ball gown. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's also kind of small. So like she she's not like ball gown like that's not really a great look for her in general. Nope. And then part two of that is those glass slippers are horrible. Can you describe them for the for the class, please? Um, I didn't write it down, so let me see if I can really re- remember. But they're just—they look plastic. Yeah. And ugh. Just, did you write anything down or, or no? Have a I didn't. And now I'm kind of
1: like, I now I'm kind of thinking like, did I? Am I envisioning
0: something from a different movie? <laughs> well, I th- I think they're better than the plastic loafers, glass slippers that they use in the Brandy Cinderella. They're not. I think quite that's what I'm that. thinking of. Yeah, they're not quite that, but they're not good. No. The- they they look they look tacky. So, I'm with
1: you with her whole outfit looking tacky. Like if I was the CEO of somebody, if I had just become a CEO of a company and I wanted to and this was the first time I was going to be um presenting myself even though mm-hmm. it's Halloween, I would have made myself a fucking queen. You know, yeah. like this is my kingdom and I would have But she looks like she's like Hi guys, I'm cute, you and approachable,
0: yeah. and you shouldn't take me seriously at all. Yeah, exactly. Well, it it's just occurred to me and like you, or maybe like, maybe it's not fair to compare these. But just the different level of caliber between something like this and the costume that is initially worn by um Allison in Hocus Pocus. Oh, the like that is worn for like 0.5 seconds. Is not really important, but is so much better. You yeah. know, like you can do a better costume. Yeah, like so much ease, like easily do a better costume. I
1: mean, especially when she has as much money as they say that they that she has. Yeah. Which brings me to my middle anti pretty parade, but in between mm-hmm. yours, which is okay. Their wedding. <laughs> and so I like I understand it's fucking cute that all of a sudden they have this bowling thing and we already got the candy, we got the lawyers, we got the this, but now we have bowling too. Like, that's their thing. So they get married at this bowling alley, but she's a fucking millionaire. And that's what you do for your wedding is you get married at a bowling alley and you wear bowling shoes. And yeah, that was kind of cute and stuff, but really... Right. I
0: mean, like, like, like to be fair, I will give them that like seven people went to their wedding. Um, so at least it wasn't like, we're having a huge party at a bowling alley and it being that That's weird. That's true. Um, but my other antis are also about the wedding. Cool. Um, cause her dress is awful. It looks sort of like a drop waist, like 80s style dress. Yeah. Um, it only... Goes to about her knees, but it's sort of like bubbly, like the 80th style. Mm-hmm. And I believe it has like short sleeves, which is terrible. Yeah, she looks out of a music <laughs> video. Like, it's bad. It's really, really bad. You know, I don't want to judge anyone, though. Having a wedding in a bowling alley, like, is weird because I feel like that's where you have seven or eight-year-old birthday parties, but... Okay. <laughs> like, yes. But also, like, they're not bowling neither. No. Well, just, maybe they
1: will later. Maybe that's the reception.
0: Well, they were dancing at some point. Well, you have so. to have
1: dancing, but maybe you have some bowling in, like, you know, like, a, mm. instead of a photo booth,
0: you have a bowling alley lane Maybe. Maybe. Um, my other anti-wedding is Ruby is wearing this, like, fur shawl thing. That is white, which is problematic for a wedding in general. Yeah, uh, and it's also like the one thing she wears that I'm like, this child would not wear this piece of clothing. Right. Also, it's ugly.
1: I I don't remember that actually, but by that point, I was kind of over this movie, and so I really paying that much. At, once I saw the bowling bowling shoes, I was like, I'm done. <laughs> It's that was great. Just... Those were a lot of antis. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. Because this movie looks ridiculous. Um, do you have any across the universe? I have one, yes. I don't have any, so take it okay. away.
0: Um, I just thought it was kind of funny that it's Christopher Christopher Russell and Autumn Reeser because in the movie All Summer Long, where she is a boat captain who falls for the boat cook, who is Brennan Elliott, um, he is... Like the uh, Christopher Russell plays like the wrong guy that she yeah. dates for a short yeah. period of time.
1: What an so. interesting choice between Christopher Russell and Brennan <laughs> Elliott. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how I'd go there because Christopher <laughs> Russell is really pretty,
0: but Brennan Elliott seems like he would just be fun for life. So <laughs> yeah, well, in the in the that movie, Brennan Elliott makes her grilled cheese oh well there you go which is is sort of like um well okay the tip scales in your favor i guess
1: i mean it's so true like the other night billy made a a grilled cheese and i was like no it's really late i don't want one and then it smelled really good and he gave me half
0: wow i know that's true love it's love
1: grilled cheese like pizza and tacos is love
0: (laughs) Um, so I think, uh, this is about where, uh, we're putting in when it shows up. Um. <laughs> law and Order O-T-H. Yes. Law and Order O-T-H. So, uh, for anyone who has missed that, this, there is somebody in this movie who was in Wendry Hill, um, and it is Elise's father. I don't remember what his name is in this movie, but Mr. Samford, I assume, um (laughs) played uh ted davis brooke's dad in the later seasons of one tree hill when brooke has babies and he gets to be their godfather
1: yay um along those lines though of law and order oth um (laughs) so i realized that so like one tree hill And other, and other shows that I, I did a deep dive, um, around this time in the TV show Unreal. And so I'm calling this really unreal just in case it (laughs) happens again, because I remember when we were doing Falling in Love, there were two actors in that movie that I was like, I was wondering where I saw them and they were both from Unreal. So I rewatched the whole thing recently because that is what quarantine is for, (laughs) um, And so Christopher Russell is in Unreal um, as a possibly, but we're not really sure, maybe gay cowboy, (laughs) (laughs) which I thought was a really different character than this character and from what he usually plays. So (laughs) yes, there you go, Christopher Russell. Good job.
0: All right. Um, Did you have any new and noteworthy? Um, the only thing I mentioned
1: is that uh in this Cinderella story, it's the guy that's Cinderella, which I'm not really sure I've ever seen before.
0: that was my new and noteworthy also I said it's a gender flipped Cinderella Sweet. um and it's like pretty totally gender flipped because like the the equivalent of the stepsisters are also male, yeah, mother, you know, like everybody everybody swaps. And I was thinking about it, and I, was, I think his friends and Ruby and stuff are basically, I mean, Ruby's the fairy godmother character, um, but I think his friends are essentially like mice. And his sister, because she yeah. makes him his costume. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're the mice from the Disney animated version. <laughs>
1: I mean when we're talking about cinderella references are we talking about any other cinderella because it's not like people are
0: going around cutting off pieces of their foot you know yeah that's true nobody talks about the grimms version that's true (laughs) you do just mean the mice version um i didn't have any supporting shout out did you um i did have one um because this character doesn't is so unevent like doesn't The scene doesn't even need to be in the movie as far as I'm concerned, but you know, whatever. But I liked this person. There's a judge when they go to the, uh, you know, to do something at court. I don't know. I don't know anything about law, but they, they go to the court to file something. It's not like with the jury or anything. It's just like the lawyers and the judge. And uh, one of the sons is talking and like being lead lawyer and he clearly didn't prep for anything. And so Rob is just sitting next to him, like banging his pen, being like, look at this, look at this, look at the... you know, like sort of like helping him out. And the judge at the end basically just like looks right at Christopher Russell and is like, you did a good job. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know you did all the work. I'm giving you the credit, even if you don't actually get the credit. So that was my supporting shout-out. <laughs> That's good. Kiss meter? Yes. So um, so there are three kisses in this movie. <laughs> there are. Did you, How many did you rate, Katie? And we'll go from there. Well, I wrote down
1: all of them. But... Okay, I think, okay, I don't even want to, okay, I wrote down all of them, so we can go, and I'll tell you what exactly I said about all of them. So why don't okay. you go first?
0: So the first kiss is the one at the, the masquerade ball. Yeah. Uh, and I gave it a seven. I said it was sweet, but somewhat unpassionate.
1: Yeah, I gave it a six because I wasn't down with the lead up. Because I feel like in real life, I would not have kissed this person at that moment. You know? I, I think fair. it would have just been like a number situation. Um, I thought it was really stiff and it happened way too fast.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, that's fair. Um, so the one at the office when they realized that like, or what really when Elise realizes that he's the prince, um, that I gave a six. Um, because I thought it had the same kind of thin lipness, um, as the ball kiss, but was even less sweet than that mm-hmm. one, but it, the build-up was a little bit better, so it deserved to be passionate, so it couldn't, like, really, you know, like, it, it was a kiss that I was like, yes, the kiss needs to be at this moment in the movie.
1: I'm just not as nice as you, I think. I'm on the same, I'm on the same, like... Like, levels, but less. Uh Um, So I gave it a five. Because to me, it was such a weird moment to kiss. And we haven't talked about this yet. But, like, the way that he proves that he's the guy in the mask is that he does this thing. Like, his grandfather was an old shoemaker. And so he does this trick, which is just putting on someone's shoe. um, With a handkerchief. With, like, a handkerchief, but then, like... It doesn't really do anything. I don't even know. So it's like a whatever. So it's a
0: weird, weird thing to do. It's a it weird thing. It is. Trick. And so it's she's
1: like, Oh my God, it's you. And when she does that, so A, it's like decorum would state you don't kiss a person right there because like all of the lawyers are present. It's just a really inopportune time it's to kiss awkward. somebody. Um and she she's like, It's you and she puckers her lips like a child and then goes at him. So she's like <laughs> and then like goes at his face with puckered lips. (laughs) Oh, oh, no. It was like a cartoon. It was like Elmira was going at the cat. So that's why I gave it a five.
0: (laughs) All right. So the wedding kiss is the last one. Um, And that one I gave a four. (laughs) Because it, first of all, it looks like they are like, just sort of, like, putting their faces together. Like, they don't even, like, move their mouth. Like, it's sort of like if you just neutral-faced into another person. <laughs> like, that's sort of what it looks like. Um, and then the mo- the line of this movie. And I realize it's not immediately after the kiss, but it's the wedding. The whole wedding really I think I know me. what you're going to say. The, the final, final line of this movie is autumn Rieser saying, we got married <laughs> which makes me want to
1: die but what's even better is she actually has an audible ha right before it so she's like ha we got married and that's the end and i will tell you what i wrote kiss number three i wrote i don't want to <laughs> So I didn't even give it. Like, it was just, I was over it. I didn't want to, I couldn't even. And then how we got married, I can't. Just know.
0: Oh Wow. So Hannah. Yeah. D- wait, before we do that, uh, is there any what the fucks that we need to go back to? Oh, right.
1: You know, I think I covered most of them in, um, um, I guess there's only one that I think that I would mention. Mm-hmm. And well, okay, okay, there's two. Um the first one's really fast because the first time we see that security guard Sam or whatever, he's say he says something along the lines of those like those step brothers or nobody or I don't know, nobody has tipped me all day. And he has like a tip jar that's a pumpkin. And I don't know like and so I wrote, Do security guards get tipped? <laughs> um So also, that was that. It's
0: the morning.
1: Yeah, I don't like it. Just psh, <laughs> Hannah, case in point. Just like it doesn't make sense. And what doesn't also make sense is this was a lot of like lazy um, set dressing, I guess. So, so lazy. what doesn't make sense is when there's a scene where Christopher basically hacks into his boss's email and he figures out the password because it's like a phrase that his boss says all the time. So never do yeah. that, people. I love how passwords are always, like, something obvious. That's a Hallmark right. Hallmark, I should say. Um,
0: yeah, it, at least it wasn't password, but... Yes, uh-huh.
1: true. Or one, two, three, four. But um, if you look at the boss's emails, they're all from characters we've met. So <laughs> it's they're either all from Rob or Elise or from his two sons.
0: Oh, wow. It's I I pretty bad. That. Well, speaking of set dressing, also, um, Emmett has a picture of himself on his desk. <laughs> he would, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, okay, that's a choice. Um, so I, I just have a few, like, little... It, it's not even what the fuck. It's more like, logically, that doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Um, so, like, first, Elise goes to the vending machine to buy... Her own candy. Samford
1: Sours, which look just like Sour Patch
0: Kids. Yeah, but like, I I don't know. If I owned a candy company and I didn't have any of my own candy on me, I probably wouldn't want candy. Period.
1: I think that if I owned a candy company, I'd probably want chips.
0: Yeah. So like it was that I just thought was very weird. Um, The other thing that is very, so Ruby baffles me. As a as a character, I get her, her reasoning for existing. That's not the problem, she, but she is entrusted to help with the figuring out about the insider trading. So she is able to, she has the ability to do that. She solves it. Yeah, she saw right. She's she's the one who solves it. Um, but also she needs an adult to take her trick or treating, and she's not going to go with her friends at twelve. Uh, She's 12. Like, I would have died if my parents took me trick-or-treating at 12.
1: I also think that she has a not-typical relationship with an uncle. Like, I understand that there's probably, like, a father figure. And if my uncle was Christopher Russell, cool. But she seems overly invested in... And he seems overly invested in their relationship. Like, it's almost like they're best friends. Yeah, well...
0: Right, she has no other friends. You know, it's cute that, like, she doesn't have a father figure, so, like, he, they have, like, a standing bowling date. Like, I don't really have a problem with that idea at all. I think that's really sweet. But I just don't see a 12-year-old still wanting to do that and stick to it quite in the same way that Ruby does. Yeah,
1: and I think that's sort of what I mean, but because by then, I think I even made a note... By then so I I I grew up in a divorced household. Like dates weekly dates with my dad were a a thing that I did, but by 12 years old, I was actively asking to like postpone. And that was my <laughs> right. father, you know? Like <laughs> Right. It's I don't know. Right. I just felt like it was just for the sake of the movie making them close, whatever. Right.
0: It just like it it seems like she is too in like she she doesn't have her own life to to live and as a 12 year old she should be wanting her own life even though she's probably is too young to have one like but that's that's what rebellion is
1: I feel like we are like psych developmentally <laughs> psychoanalyzing this character
0: <laughs> um so that's all uh, for me okay I have one more that just like I can't get past okay so um Emmett Decides to go to the ball as a knight in tarnished armor, let's say. Um, And he goes up to the bar to his dad and he takes the helmet off and says, I'm here incognito so that no one will recognize me. And they'll say what they really feel like, you know, like he can essentially spy on the staff. Yeah. But he took his helmet off
1: he's not very bright (laughs) yeah just dumb just dumb
0: dumb i think you have
1: my answer for the next question
0: yeah so katie would you watch this movie
1: no (laughs) just
0: no so i'm gonna read you what you
1: wrote what i wrote um just like okay i said i am really disappointed in this movie like i said it sounded like it was gonna be my new favorite movie i was all about the gender swap for Cinderella, I was super excited about that. It made me think it was ish- like it was gonna be interesting, but um, there are two things that make this movie the most weird to me. Number one, the movie is essentially about trademark infringement between two similar sounding <laughs> people and bowling like like we don't spend very much time with the lovers at all. I do not understand how they fall in love. I don't get it whatever
0: uh, and Katie. They both like the same bowler that no one's ever heard of.
1: You're right. That's so true.
0: (laughs) Obviously, soulmates.
1: So, but it made, but this whole concept sort of made me think of an interesting issue because when they meet at the, at the ball, I didn't feel like they fell in love at all. And it made me think, how do we have a Cinderella story where they don't fall in love because she's beautiful? Like, how does the mm. prince fall in love with the princess in this? Because you can't see his face, and you can't really tell that he's hot. So, like, when the man is, like, his features are masked, and he's wearing bulky clothing, like, how much of Cinderella is just physical attraction?
0: She fell in love with his dancing?
1: I'm I mean, trying
0: here. It is, I know, it's, it's
1: a stretch. Mm. And so, like, all of that makes me say, not so much watch cast a spell on me instead
0: okay um I'm so torn about this movie okay to be honest because nothing you have said do I disagree with but at the same time there's a part of me that's like but it's a Cinderella movie of course you should watch this movie. can you have a problem <laughs> I do have a problem I'm aware of that um but it's it like I also think there is a part of my like the way my brain works where this is a relatively early hallmark movie for me in terms of ones that I've seen, so there's a part of me that just has like even though twenty fourteen is not really that long ago, there's somewhat of a like nostalgic like you know baby's first hallmark movie kind of feelings yeah. toward it. I buy that. That being said, I am well aware it is bad. And I don't <laughs> think I can recommend other people watch it. But I can't say that I wouldn't rewatch it. <laughs> I will take that. I, I understand nostalgia, for sure. Yeah. So that's sort of where I land on it.
1: Well, <sighs> I think that's a good place to land. Good job, Hannah. <laughs> um, well, so happy... Halloween Christmas to everybody Hallmis Christmaween. <laughs> so um, mm. we will be coming at you pretty soon with these Christmas episodes,
0: um yeah, so starting next week, we're going uh, we're doing our annual uh countdown to Christmas weekly Christmas episodes, yep, so. so Buckle in, friends, because we have our, like Hannah
1: said, it's going to, we're going to be weekly. We're going to be Tweety, everything. We're tweeting all the things.
0: You know, we're all sort of stuck at home doing nothing else. So um, multiple times a week there are new movies to the point where we can't actually live tweet them all because they air at the same time. Yes. So we will probably have a live tweet I would say it would not be unheard of to be Friday, Saturday, Sunday live tweets. So watch out for those. (laughs) So Um, anyway, everybody, thank you uh, for listening and make sure that you're following us um, on Twitter for the live tweets. Um, And any other announcements we might have, and that's One Kiss Means Forever, where one and four are the numbers, and that's also true for Instagram and Facebook.
1: Yeah, but not for email. If you want to email us, you can email us at onekissmeansforever at gmail.com like it's all spelled out on the logo.
0: Um, and thank you, as always, to Flint Pastors for our intro-outro music. His stuff is on Apple Music, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Sweet. And yeah. That's Merry like Halloween, fall, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. the office before midnight i'm sorry my mother just walked into the room (laughs) hi mom